This is Hope FM. And well, my very special guest today is a man who, as you heard me saying at the top of the programme, is very much multi-talented. He's been a regular uh, on Hope FM uh, in, in terms of his playing his music. And actually, Joe, you were you were a guest on a dance programme not so very mm. long ago. So you're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me, uh, let's begin with your your faith journey. Mm. I mean, obviously, uh, you were born into a Christian family. Your yeah. your dad is a, is a pastor and so on. But of course, it wasn't it wasn't your dad's preaching that that actually drew you to uh, to faith how did it all happen for you well uh, I, I would like i'd like to say actually um my dad's preaching obviously gave me a, a bit of a head start a bit of a lift. Yeah, yeah um but it was at winton elim uh, i think it's called hope community church now in winton uh, and greg hill was the pastor where well, he was one of the pastors there and we were at a holiday club when i was 10 years old i think nine or ten and uh, he was preaching on Jesus, and he was purely and simply preaching the gospel, um, but in a way for the younger ears to understand it. And it was something that I was like, yeah, I need that. I really need this. So it was How in that moment. How old were you then, did you say? Nine, nine or ten, mm-hmm. one of them, yeah. And uh, it was there in that moment that I gave my life to Jesus. So from then on in, what was it? Was it, was it a question of discovering more and more yeah yeah my uh, it grew from there that was a seed that was planted uh, a very strong seed obviously having given my life to jesus but every day since then i mean there's challenges there's obstacles that you still got to overcome but having jesus in your life as your lord and savior helps you overcome those obstacles with no problem now of course your mom and dad of course uh, were both are both are both Christians. Yeah, in yeah. I'm not sure your dad, would, of course, wouldn't have been leading BH1 Elam where he is now and where you are uh, yeah. now. But they must have been thrilled. Can you remember? <laughs> can you remember uh, when you told them? I I think I told them the the day that I gave my life to Jesus. Um, I don't actually remember the, their reaction that well, but <laughs> um, I can remember stories afterwards. Like I would say stuff. I would go into school and say things to people and I'd come home and tell my dad and my dad would then share that at church and he was quite emotional about it so <laughs> <laughs> well he would be you know, yeah. Yeah. and what about what about your, your sort of your mates and so on did, did you have a number of mates who, who shared your faith because obviously you know church has been a very important part of your mm. your growing and your own development but you know in school and so on you know where people wouldn't necessarily have shared your faith was yeah. was that tough or yeah it was tough um I, I didn't have that many friends in school i think i had one or two maximum in school who actually shared the same faith as me um so i made it a mission to share my faith with those people i started in, in my uh, first school i'd started up a christian group when i was when i was nine or ten and then uh, when i moved into my middle school i I joined part of the, I don't know, I think it was called Christian Union or something like that. And uh, I was sharing with people, um, trying to bring people into that. And um, so I was constantly trying to share. So I need to put evangelist on my list of things <laughs> here, you know, whatever. So you had that passion for yeah, for sharing. Yeah. I mean, and, and how did you feel about the way people reacted or rather didn't react when you were doing your sharing? Well, yeah, I, some people reacted and it kind of hurt you. Um no, they they mock you. They take make fun of you and take the mick out of you for it. And others, they they're kind of like, yeah, you're right. I do need that. Um, so it's it's quite interesting the contrast of reactions that you can get. 
And I'd say the majority, are, even today, are still kind of the taking the mick out of you, mocking you. But hey, Jesus says that we're going to get that. So, mm. yeah. Although interesting, isn't it? Because here we find ourselves in one of the most challenging times ever, you know, because obviously the last two years with COVID mm. and yeah. not being able to do the things that we've been able to do. And of course, now the terrible news. I mean, mm. people said that the the, the, uh, the first world war actually was the war to end all wars. And then, mm. of course, we had the second world war. And now here we are right in the middle of of of, of a developing conflict, you know, in, in yeah. Europe, very close to, to home. And of course, all of that, you know, uh, does bring the, the whole life and death thing into a very sharp focus, doesn't it? So yeah. Do you think it'll make a difference? I think it will. It will definitely, I mean, COVID itself helped refine people, refine the church, and I think this will do the same. And it will help people to realise that they need Jesus, definitely, yeah. Now, you're a young guy with, with a zest for life, and no doubt, uh, uh, if I knew you better, you probably, if I talked to your, your parents, you know, they'd probably say, you're mischievous, you know, uh, <laughs> or your girlfriend, or, 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 or whatever. So, so if somebody, you know, if I wasn't a Christian, and I was, mm. anyway, now, come on, Joe, come on, you know, uh, a young man with his whole, you know, the world at his feet, you know, faith, God, come on. It's a bit of a prop, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a hard question to answer, isn't it? You know, but it, and, and of course, that sort of criticism does tend to come left, right, and centre, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's it's challenging. It, it can be challenging. Yeah. yeah, but on the other side of the coin, you've never struck me as somebody who uh, doesn't enjoy uh, your life. You're not coming in with a som- a somber face. No, no. <laughs> and, and and part of the way you've expressed your faith is in your in your music. So w- when did that start? Did you always have a love of music? Yeah, I've I've always had a love of music uh, right from the beginning. I mean, my mum tells me stories about when I was when she was pregnant with me. Apparently, she'd put on music and I'd kick to the beat. <laughs> so I'd say I've always enjoyed music. <laughs> so, you, so you had the rhythm right in the womb. Yeah, right in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have your first piece of music, uh, and uh, you've gone for "Anchor with the Carter." Mm. Why why this one, Joe? Because this speaks to people when they're feeling lost. I mean, the lyrics say. There's an anchor in the rage of the storm when the walls are closing in, in the darkness all alone, just praying for the daylight, peace for the soul. There is grace in the morning when you feel like when you feel like letting go. And that really speaks to you when you're in that place. And I think there's people that need to hear that who are in that place right now who just need to hear there is an anchor. There is a place where you can put your hope in and put your trust in. And that's Jesus. Anyone better. Any heart shattered Anyone sinking down Hold on, hold on For all of the sinners For the weary and weathered Thrown and tossed Hope is lost Hold on, hold on There's an anchor In the rage of the storm When the walls are closing in And the darkness all alone Just praying for the daylight Peace for the soul There's grace for the morning When you feel like letting go There's an anchor (laughs) 
There's an anchor To all who have faltered There is an altar Bring your plea on bended knee Bow down, bow down All you sons and daughters Run to the Father You're not too far from open arms Come home, come home Cause there is an anchor In the rage of the storm When the walls are closing in In the darkness all alone Just praying for the daylight Peace for the soul There's grace for the morning Just a touch You call me Just a whisper You love me Without judgment You hold me No one ever Has known me You made me Well, that's the Crowder band there and uh, mm. the anchor chosen by uh, by Joe. Now, a few years have passed, Joe, since you were nine. <laughs> and uh, uh, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 18 now. 18 yeah. now. But uh, so, I mean, you've had you've had a few years, mm. <laughs> quite a few years to come. Yeah. Uh, but what have, the, what have those nine years be, been like? I mean, at nine, you said you knew that, that the gospel was something that you, you needed to respond to. Mm. And you did. Yeah. Um, but you've had a, you've had an interesting nine years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, it has been interesting. I mean, it it for the first few years it was very slow. I mean, 
it was good, but it was very slow learning and growing. Uh, it's really been in the last couple of years where God's really been speaking to me and guiding me and showing me and uh, showing me new things and new ways and been really speaking into my heart and uh, putting words in my mouth to speak to others. And it's, it's been really incredible. It's been an incredible experience for myself growing in the way that I am, um, in the way that God is guiding me at the moment and it's yeah <laughs> now obviously god speaks in lots and lots of different yeah. ways but 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 for you i mean how does that work out for you is it is it in the stillness is it in your music how do, how do you f- hear the voice of god there's there's a few ways um there's no limited way for me uh, i i do listen to music certain songs and god speaks to me through them through the lyrics and god also speaks through scripture through studying his words um God also speaks through silence, through being still and waiting and meditating upon the Lord. Um, now, of course, that links to one of your your most recent hobbies, yeah. which is taking long walks. <laughs> taking walks, yes. So I, I like to go out in the in the evening, especially. Uh, I don't know why the evening. I just enjoy it more, especially when the sun's setting. Uh, it's a nice time just to take your mind off of everything. Um, turn off your phone. Don't listen to any music or anything. Just walk and listen to nature and everything around you. And it's a great time for God to be able to speak to you. Well, that's incredible. And we have, I mean, we haven't seen the best weathers in recent days, you know, including one massive storm. Yeah. But but it's incredible that even in the midst of all of that, you know, that actually the whole, the whole thing about nature and God's (laughs) creation, God's world, it it does shout, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when, even when it is raining and it's stormy, I have a good friend called Sam who says, even when it's raining, don't complain because it's just another chance to wear your coat. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, good, a good phrase. <laughs> yeah, and of course we, you know, we need we need the 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 the, the rain to mm. to water the land. Yeah. You know? but yeah. So um, I I know that one of the things that God has been talking to you about, and I guess when you're 18, you you think about these things. And that's that's your future. You know, yeah. uh, up until recently, because I will not reveal just exactly that plan yet but up until recently uh did you did you have thoughts about what you might like to do uh i i did actually um i had plans for quite a few years of going to the army um and i i applied for the army and i did the personal training for the army like in my own time the the pre um, pre pre-application workout stuff and i was really setting my eyes on going to the army and any uh, particular branch of the army yeah the military police <laughs> um so, so um, yeah. what, what was it that attracted you to that service oh i don't know i think my dad had a bit of an influence on me uh being where he came from i mean he wasn't in the military he was in the prison service but i mean that's still a bit of a yeah, <laughs> bit of was, an influence yes. on yes yeah, so i think the adrenaline filled jobs is what our family likes <laughs> what um, you were attracted to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so now, now of course things have changed but we won't talk <laughs> about that just yet i want yeah. to talk about yeah about your next song because with the first piece of music that we're going to play that you have written and produced it was chained uh yeah. what was the inspiration behind the song the inspiration well i'll tell you a little a short story i sat down in the studio after having a months and months of writer's block not being able to come up with anything and so I sat down in the studio and just said Lord, I've tried all these different things I've tried writing in different genres different styles, Lord just give me a song to write, put a song on my heart put lyrics on my heart 
And within the next 10 minutes, I had this whole song, whole song written out, record, uh, not recorded, planned to be recorded um, and ready. And God really spoke to me that I needed to speak to people who were feeling lost, who were feeling broken, and that there, and to speak to people who were not realizing what path they were actually on. And he he wants me to show them that there is another path that leads to a lot better things than they're on right now. <laughs> well, let's have a listen to the song, and I'll talk to you some more about it afterwards.
course, that's uh, Joe Petroskis there uh, with one of the the many songs that you're churning out now, uh, Joe. That particular one, of course, was called uh, called Chain. How do people react to it? You know, listening to it. Have you had any feedback? Yeah, um, <laughs> I have had some feedback. Uh, I had the most impacting feedback actually is from the non-Christians and what they take from it. Um, there was I'm not going to name his name, but there was one of my friends who isn't a Christian um, and. He said he listened to the song and then he said, can I read the lyrics a second? So I, I showed him the lyrics and he read through it and his face just changed after he read the lyrics. And I could tell that something something hit him whilst reading that. And that's the most impacting reaction that I've had from that song that's uh, made me really smile. <laughs> Um, and, and it must be incredibly encouraging because I know yeah. that you you're inspired to write your songs. I mean, you 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 prayed the prayer, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, what? And then, of course, very soon afterwards, <laughs> you were given the whole yeah, song. Yeah. But of course, what becomes really exciting is it's you do your bit, mm. which clearly you've done uh, <laughs> using your talents. But of course, it's then what God does, and that's the exciting bit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because God does just uses things, and and yeah. sometimes He lets us see how He's using us. Yeah. I always think he never gives too much but because he doesn't want to get too big ahead. <laughs> that applies to me particularly, you know, mm. but uh, but nevertheless, we do need encouragement. Yeah, so yeah. That, so, but that must have encouraged you, that comment from your friend. Yeah, it really did, really did. And it's the same with one of my other friends who, who listened to it and thought, and he said to me, wow, I mean, that shows me a completely different aspect on life. And um, so it's just reactions like that's that's what, this song that's what i want people to get from this song i'm not trying to give this song this this isn't a christian worship song aimed at christians this is for people who are lost in the world right now and so those kind of reactions are what i was kind of looking for with this and of course there there are so many people that that you know don't even know themselves and are even yeah. even many people of course through and we talked about this at the beginning of the program but, but people who've gone through the whole covid thing and mm. isolation loneliness all of that stuff yeah. which of course you will have seen being being mm. part of the you know the church life uh, very distressing so to bring a positive message you yeah. know is so important mm. now, i know that prayer is very important to you and today is Ash Wednesday and uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of York along with uh, with Pope Francis have have uh, encouraged well they are encouraging all of us particularly today to have a time of prayer and fasting for the people of Ukraine they have actually uh, supplied a prayer and I wondered whether Joe I could ask you if you would lead us in that yeah, prayer absolutely I'll put some music on there this is this is some Ukrainian music A prayer for Ukraine. God of peace and justice, we pray for the people of Ukraine today. We pray for the peace and the laying down of weapons. We pray for all of those who fear for tomorrow, that your spirit of comfort would draw near to them. We pray for those with power over war or peace, for wisdom, discernment and compassion to guide their decisions. Above all, we pray for all your precious children at risk and in fear, that you would hold and protect them. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen.
often hear it on the news, but 85% of the people who live in Ukraine have uh, have faith. That faith is mainly uh, Catholic, uh, Greek Orthodox, but it's still a faith in Jesus Christ. And, and here, let's hear them singing. In fact, this is the national choir uh, of, of the Ukraine singing this lovely worship song, Oh Come Let Us Worship Him. Hope FM. Anyway, let's let's go back uh, to uh, to your 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 music. I mean, when you because you talked about your passion, you your recently found passion for going on long walks yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, has have you been thinking about you know some more songs? I what, is in my own songs that I'm yeah, writing. Yeah, or? your own songs. Yeah, you, well, using your own creativity because I know you not only you not only produce albums, you also mm. lead worship, and and I yeah. guess that's also an. I mean, how would you describe the role of a worship leader? Wow, <laughs> uh, that's that's a big interesting question. and big question. Yeah, um, define the role of a worship leader. I would say, in in your own way. Um, in the way that you worship, lead others into a place where they can connect with God. Um, that is the role of a worship leader, is to lead others into a place where they can connect with God. 
And I um, think that that's that's a brilliant and very si- simple and straightforward mm. answer. But of course, it is when you think about it, it is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like leading people into the Privilege. very yeah. presence of God. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you when you're worshiping yourself, you know, when you're standing before the congregation, uh, mm. what's going on with you? <laughs> My when I'm when I'm standing in front of the congregation, the thing that's going through me is. This is not a performance. This is not me performing to a crowd. This is worship and leading others in worship. And you have to come to a place where you, um, where you just, for not not completely, but just forget that there's people there and just worship with God. And God will do the rest through you. God will lead others into that place. You yourself just need to worship. And you're helping, you're helping people. And again, it's that touch of God, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, yeah. there are those special moments, aren't there, whenever God seems to just take over. Yeah. Uh, have you been part of, of that experience? Yeah, there's been many times in our church where God has just completely taken over, um, taken the song, where we're going with the song. He's just completely taken it to a new level, and um, he's spoken to people, and... Um, yeah, it's it's incredible to be a part of that. Now let's talk about musical influence again, because <laughs> I know I know that uh, my colleague Dan here is very keen on this. I think he asked you about this one uh, before, but but um, oftentimes you know we are influenced by mm. other musical influences. And for you, I think you said, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did say Johnny Cash yeah. was yeah. one one of your influences. One of the, yes, yeah, <laughs> he is one of the biggest influences of me. Um, one of the reasons is because of. The story where he came from his testimony of of his life um and his salvation how he was in a complete mess how his life was full of addiction and full of hatred and anger and god completely changed him and he saved him and and then he started writing songs for the lost and the broken and um, yeah, so that's... And of course, he went into places like prisons and yeah, so on, like yeah. Folsom Prison was one of yeah. the... <laughs> Folsom Prison Blues was yeah. one of the songs, wasn't yeah. it? But, uh, but of course, as you said, God used him tremendously, but yeah. both in his music and, and in person, you know? Mm. Yeah. So was there any particular song uh, that Johnny does that stood out for you? Yes, well, one of them was Redemption Day, is Redemption Day. Um, now, this isn't actually a song that he's written. It was originally written by Sheryl Crow, but he covered it in a way that he did the same with ain't no grave he covered a song um that and just made it his own um but in a godly way um like god really used him through his musical ability there and uh he also did the same with um what was the one that was by nine inch nails um, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, there was another song, <laughs> um, but he, he does that. He he takes songs from other people, and God really uses him, and he changes it into his own way and speaks to people in a new way. And it's it's an incredible inspiration. Well, let's have a listen to that Redemption Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've wept for those who suffer long But how I weep for those who've gone In rooms of grief and question wrong But keep on killing 
It's in the soul to feel such things But weak to watch without speaking Oh, what mercy sadness brings If God be willing There is a train That's heading straight To heaven's gate To heaven's gate And on the way Child and man And woman wait Watch and wait For redemption day Fire rages in the streets And swallows everything it meets It's just an image often seen On television Come leaders, come ye men of great Let us hear you pontificate Your many virtues laid to waste And we aren't listening There is a train That's heading straight To heaven's gate To heaven's gate And on the way Child and man And woman wait Watch and wait For redemption day What do you have for us today? Throw us the bone but save the plea Oh, why we waited till so late Was there no oil to excavate No riches in trade for the fate Of every person who died in hate Throw us a bone, ye men of greed There is a train That's heading straight To heaven's gate To heaven's gate And on the way Child and man And woman wait Watching wait For redemption day It's buried in the countryside Exploding in the shells of night It's everywhere a baby cries Freedom Freedom. Freedom. When 
that, of course, is the man in black himself, Mr. Johnny Cash with uh, Redemption Day. Now, you, you of course, took that, that, that song and you did your, yeah. own, you did your own cover, which I'm yeah. going to play in a moment, Joe. <laughs> Making work comparisons, see which is the best version. <laughs> Undoubtedly yours, of course. Well, yeah. no. no. <laughs> but, but, of course, you, you, you've, you've done a whole, a, a whole sort of um, uh, album of Johnny Cash's songs, haven't you? Yeah, so I did a, a Johnny Cash tribute EP back in 2020 or 29th in one of them um, and it was to tribute the I think it was the 13th anniversary of his death um, So, and this was one of the songs that was on the EP yeah. Absolutely well we'll listen to it in a, wee, a moment but mm. you also had to do an audition to get into <laughs> Leaf Academy now yeah. for the, the people locally will, will probably know that Leaf Academy is very much linked to the arts uh, and and yeah. performing and all of that, yeah. and uh, you you eventually got accepted there, but you had to yeah. jump through a few hoops, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So we before going there, we had to audition uh, in the in the part that we were going for. So obviously, I was going for music, and so they asked me to audition a song. Uh, so I used Redemption Day and sung it. Uh, and play guitar to it, and yeah. And you got <laughs> I, in. I got so in. Yeah. <laughs> well, here is Joe Petrauskas with his version of that same song, Redemption Day. <laughs> I've went for those who softened long, but how are we for those who've gone? In rooms of grief and question wrong, but we keep on giving. It's in the souls who feel such things, but we to watch without speaking. Oh, mercy, sadness brings If God be with it. There is a train That's heading straight To heaven's gate To heaven's gate And on the way Child and man And woman wait Watch and wait for redemption day Fire rages in the streets And swallows everything it makes It's just an image often seen On television Come ye men of grace Let us hear you pontificate Your many virtues late to waste We are listening There is a strength That's heading straight To heaven's gate To heaven's gate and on the way, jump a man, and on the way, watch him wait for redemption day. What do you have for us today? Throw us the bones, save the blade. 
Uh, Joe's version of uh, Redemption Day and of course he recorded that as a tribute to the music of uh, of Johnny mm. Cash uh, uh, one other thing I haven't asked you is if people wanted to get a hold of your music Joe yeah. uh, how do they do that? Yeah so any music platform that you listen to music on that could be YouTube, Spotify Deezer, Apple Music, anything uh, you'll be able to find me on there just by searching up Joe Petrowskis um, or if you don't know how to spell my surname go to BH1 Elam Church's website and you'll find my surname on there <laughs> yeah shall I tell them how to spell you yeah yeah <laughs> so I'll probably get this wrong so, so the Petrasius bit is P-E-T that's easy pet and then rice as R-A-U-S and then K-A-S yeah. so it's pet trice a rice <laughs> R-A-U-S K. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Actually, I have spelled it wrong myself. You know, I've had to write both your and your dad's surname down quite a lot in different things. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, I spell it wrong sometimes when writing it quick. <laughs> well, I missed the S off, you know, and, and the M, but yeah, fantastic. Uh, now, you talked earlier on when we were talking about your future and where you mm. would go next. You said that you had aspirations to go into the into the army, and yeah. particularly in terms of the police side of mm. of of the army, because your dad, of course, was. Yeah. Was in the prison service and involved in totally yeah. different service, of course. But there were, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, all of that was to change. Yeah. So when did it change? I mean, how, how did how did it all change? Well, it started with um, medical reasons. For medical reasons, the army started to um, put a hold on my application, and they said, we're, "You're going to have to wait for a couple of years before you can actually join us." Um, and I, during that time, I was I was kind of like, "What do I do? I don't know what to do now." Um, and God really spoke to me and he said, this isn't where I want you to be. This is where you want to be, but it's not where I want you to be. Um, so God God made it clear to me right there and then that that isn't where I was supposed to be going. And so I was like, okay, Lord, where do I go? And a couple of months later, he, he did. He showed me where he wanted me to be. Well, you have to tell yeah. us the whole story. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm on tender hooks now. <laughs> so uh, when when God really showed me where He wanted me, uh, it was in ministry, and he, I felt a strong calling to Regents Theological College up in Worcester, which is the Elian Bible College, uh, the dom- denomination that our church is. And uh, I was I was kind of a bit unsure about it because I've always thought, well, if you're going to go to Bible college, you should probably have a bit of life experience first before you can actually give advice to people and stuff like that. But 
I, I felt God say, no, I want, I want you here now. And uh, I was unsure about what track to take. Um, so I'm, I met up with the leadership of the church, did lots of praying, studying his word, listening to God. And I really felt God call me to the church leadership track. So that's where I'll be going in September. So you're following in the steps of the old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like father, like son. Abs- yeah. abs- absolutely. <laughs> but, but of course, it's important that you heard for yourself. It wasn't mm. that your dad or your mom or anybody yeah. in your family was putting pressure on you. Mm. You know, you, you heard from God yourself. So yeah. I thought, oh, that's really exciting, but also really scary. Yeah, yeah, it can, it can be really scary. Um, I'm going into... A a completely new life, something that I've never lived before. <laughs> it's how um, long is the course? Is it two, three years? Three years, yeah. yeah three and years. then, um, now, obviously, it's one thing having that aspiration, but mm. but you then have to ju- jump through several hoops in order to get accepted. What, what <laughs> did you have to do? Uh, I had to go to, uh, I had to go up there and have an interview with the, I, th- I think they call it the leadership team there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, they had to check themselves that uh, God is actually calling me there. And that they, they had to check that they felt themselves that it was right for me to be there. So how did they do that? Were they, obviously they'll be praying, wouldn't they? And- yeah, they, we, we prayed together. We had an interview together. We went through a set of questions and really got to know each other. And, uh, they asked me about God's vision that he's given me. And yes. <laughs> now you talked, I mean, obviously you're 18 now. Mm, yeah. And you, you said about, you know, maybe a bit of life experience would be better, first of all. But actually the truth of the matter is that you've had quite a bit of probably <laughs> unexpected life experiences yeah, having you particular because yeah. these last years hasn't been easy. No. It's, yeah, there's there's been lots of different things. Uh, first of all, I've I've been getting involved heavily in the recovery ministry in our church. Um, we've got an incredible recovery ministry that started up a couple of years ago, uh, and it's now called Daily Battles Ministry in BH1 Elam Church. And I felt God calling me to be in that. And I was like, why? <laughs> I'm not in addiction. I've never had an addiction. Why should I be going to that? Um, and that that I didn't know then, but God had a big plan and that was part of the plan. And I'm so glad that I followed God in that because I've learned and grown a lot. You have a lovely way of setting me up for asking you things, haven't you? <laughs> God had a big plan. So tell us about the big plan. So so when did you, I mean, obviously you, you felt the call and you, mm. I guess that was just a feeling to start off with. Yeah. But when, how was that confirmed? I mean, how did you know that you were in the right place helping people who do have addictions, even though you didn't? Well, I mean, it was confirmed through, I guess, through people coming up to me and asking me things and asking me about, uh, and they were asking me for advice. And I'm like, why are you asking me for advice? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So why do you think they were asking you for advice? I think it's one of God's way of teaching me and helping me to learn and grow. Um, yeah, <laughs> but also it's true, Joe, that you're easy to talk to, aren't you? I mean, I've been chatting to you now for over an hour and a quarter, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, and I guess other people find that, that 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 I mean, you you are you have got a number of gifts, and of course, uh, loving people and getting alongside people, and mm-hmm. and uh, I guess a lot of what you do is motivated by your love of of people, and mm-hmm. and I guess that anybody who knows you would see that shining through are you good at taking um uh you know uh encouragement well it, that was a long process <laughs> i've i i guess so now i guess so now but it, it took me a while to get to that place <laughs> but yeah 
Yeah, but that's true of a lot of people, isn't it? That, that mm. I mean, people don't like you. If you say, you know, you're really good at this. And, oh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> no. Not me. no, no, I couldn't possibly. Yeah. But in actual fact, you, you do need to know, don't you? Mm. That, because actually, if you're going to find the right place yeah. for you. And, and, and I've, I've, learned, I've learned to know that you are who God's created you to be. You are a son or daughter of the king. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and of course, the, the other thing about that is it means that anything is possible, isn't it? Mm. So, uh, so our own limitations. Um, well, I suppose it is. It, it's good sense to know what some of our limitations yeah. are. But uh, equally, whenever we see God taking us further, mm. that's so encouraging. Yeah, it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this stream of leadership, um, do you think that will take you maybe into becoming a, a pastor? Well, I I think it might do. Um, I'm still praying about it, still still seeking God over it. But I I feel like it's going that way. Mm. Um, I'm I'm being open minded, and I'm saying God, you can do what you want to do. I'm I'm not subject to one particular thing. I'm open to anything. Um, but I do feel God pulling me to that. So, and of yeah. course, you'll you'll have all that time. Well, the, yeah. from now to September when you go to college, yeah. and then you'll have the three years at college. And as you yeah. say. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen and anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. An exciting time for you. Um, let's go back to a, a, a wee bit to your work with people, you know, mm. in the in the addictions program and so on. Yeah. Now that you've you've got into it mm. and um, even though you were a bit confused as to why, <laughs> what, what has encouraged you about and, and have you been surprised at the things that, that hold people in, in bondage? Yeah, I, I've been surprised a lot through the whole of the ministry. Um, God's really spoken to me through people, um, through certain people being in my life, through certain people that God has put in my life through going and attending the um, recovery ministry. Um, Sam, the guy who leads the recovery ministry, he's had a huge impact on who part of who I am today. Um, he's opened my eyes up a lot, and he's really done a pastoral job in my life. <laughs> Um, and God has also done that through people actually in the recovery uh, program themselves um, through when they're in those dark times God still uses them and they can see that as well and it really encourages them and it's amazing to see that and be a part of that and that's uh, you, you, you've no doubt heard of the work of Jackie Pullinger haven't you in, in Hong Kong mm-hmm. you know with the drug addicts there but uh, but uh, when I was reading her book and uh, um, and heard her speaking uh, one of the things that she she talks about uh, was that that God was using even the addicts that she was yeah. Working with in yeah. incredible ways, even though they weren't quite, you know, <laughs> completely sorted. Yeah, yes, they, he does that, and it's it's incredible to see, and it's even more incredible when they can see that God is using them, and it just draws them closer to God. Now, your next song pretty much underlines that it's Zach Williams mm. and yeah. Empty Grave, and empty the, grave. the line I ran out of that <laughs> grave, I ran away from that addiction. Yeah. Well, but anyway, why 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 is this on your playlist? This is on my playlist. One of the reasons is because it's my style of music that I like. <laughs> um, but the lyrics behind it really do speak of that empty grave, how we aren't a slave to anything anymore. We are conquerors, and we are more than conquerors through Christ, as Ren Collective say. And uh, this song really, really shines that.
feet now, lift your head up high. Don't wait till tomorrow to lay down your sorrow. Freedom is here today. Wipe away those tears, child. Put down your shame. Oh, I see an empty grave. I hear the heavens wake. Angels in jubilation. That's Empty Grave there by uh, Zach Williams and chosen by my very <laughs> special guest, Joe Petrowskis, uh, uh Today, I've, I've enjoyed your music choices, uh, Joe, as we've gone through the programme and indeed your own your own music, which we'll hear a bit more of <laughs> uh, in, in a moment. Uh, going back to that song, though, I mean, obviously we refer to the gospel, you know, and when yeah. Jesus came, that he died, you know, mm. and we're heading towards Easter. Do, does, <laughs> it, does it amaze you how simple the gospel is? really is and the yeah. fact that the people don't just think wow that's incredible yeah yeah this gospel is very simple repent of your sins turn around and turn to Jesus there you go <laughs> do you think do you think one of the reasons why it is so simple uh, is because because you hear people say don't you oh, I'm I'm too you know I could 
God could never love me mm. because, you know. When in fact, of course, you know, the Bible says that all of us <laughs> yeah, have messed all of up. us have fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, mm. it, it's, it's quite incredible. But on the other hand, you have seen, you know, uh, uh, when, when, if you like, people move from darkness to light because people mm. can go without understanding. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, it's almost as if the light switched on. Mm, yeah. Have you seen that with some of your mates and so on? You know, where where you thought, I would never have thought that that, that, that they would have got anything that I've said <laughs> or, or understood anything. Yeah, then- I have, yeah. Um, one of my close friends, I'm, I'm not going to name his name, um, but he he was very adamant that there is no God. He He's very adamant that uh, the universe was made by itself um so he wasn't saying there's absolutely no god thank god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um after just sitting down and having coffee and um getting to know him and speaking with him and he, he's come to realize yeah there's a god and he's not he's not a christian yet but it's incredible to see the light that's changed that's turned in him and for him to realize that yeah there, there's a god there's definitely that like you look outside you look at um the skies how perfect um the perfect oxygen levels that we have um this world is so perfect for us to live in that there's no denying that god doesn't exist <laughs> and yet a lot of people don't even think about it do they no no why, why do you think that is because people don't want to People don't want to know about God. People don't want to hear about it. They don't want to think about him. Um, so they choose to not think about it, I reckon. But, but in the words of my grandchildren, but why? <laughs> uh, wow. Um, well, <laughs> because the devil doesn't want them to. Mm-hmm. And the devil's going to try and pull them away and going to distract them. Um, and it's our duty of care and love to show them that there is a God and that he does love them. And therein lies something very important, isn't it? Because our relationships with one another, mm. through good and bad, thick yeah. and thin, you know, are important. I know that we talked a little bit about encouragement. Yeah. And, uh, but but actually having people in your life uh, to, to help you, to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Now, this has been very important to you and still is, isn't it, to have... Yeah. I mean, I, your dad's a pastor, you know, and, <laughs> and we're not in any way putting you down, Mark, no. if you're listening to your son right now, uh, or your mum for that matter. <laughs> but actually, it has been important for you, and mm. God's seen to it, that the influences on you have come from other places. Yeah. Um, obviously, my parents um, being a The past, primary source, yeah. Yeah, primary source. But there's also massively julian downward from what used to be the wessex christian center is now discover church um julian i was in his youth group growing up um best mates with his son and he's always pastored to me um and he's always given me direction and love and no matter um where i've been what place i've been in he's always shown me unconditional love and compassion and uh he's he's definitely done his duties as a pastor um to me and he's he's really shown me direction and he's helped me a lot and of course as somebody aspiring to be a pastor mm. yourself if yeah. if indeed that's the road that god takes you down mm. that that again to have somebody to model that yeah, for you yeah you kind of you have somewhere to look up to and you think because there's certain things that in life certain people do things and you're like yeah that's how not to be um, <laughs> but with Julian, that's you're kind of like, yeah, that's how to be. 
Yeah, and that's and it, it is very very important. But mm. I guess that also gives, points to the fact that we need to be careful about the people that we associate yeah. because yeah. actually there are some people who will help you to fly <laughs> on eagles' wings and yeah. and you, you go out of their presence and you think that was great. I'd like to have some more of that. But there sadly there are others, and you think, oh dear. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's definitely those types of people. Um, I found that this week actually. I I started relying on some of. I'm not going to say who they are, but relying on certain people for uh, advice and it wasn't godly advice. And you have to come back to that place of reality and discernment and know that's not godly advice. Mm. You need to know right from wrong and choose to follow God's advice, not the advice of the world, not the advice of people who don't yet have it, um, but follow the advice of the leaders in your church, the advice of people that god has given wisdom to and true discernment and uh it's important for us to have that discernment and uh, uh, somebody said to me once and i think it was pretty good advice they said blair you, you know very seldom you you never really have a problem with people mm. i thought well yes i do uh, <laughs> and uh, no no you don't and when he went on to explain this friend of mine that he said it's what controls people mm. now yeah. you mentioned <clears throat> the devil yeah. Of course, we know that that you know it's not just the devil, but it's all the angels uh, mm. who fell with him, who became demons. But on the other hand, as I've been praying for Ukraine, I've, I've had this phrase come into my my praying a lot. It's the the God of angel armies, mm. you know, the the God who commands, yeah. you know, the. Uh, the, the majority of the heavenly hosts. Yeah. Uh, do you ever think in terms of the supernatural and, and, and the fact that behind everything there is a God who mm. actually ultimately is, is at work? Yeah, in, in, everything I, in everything I do, everything I think about, um, when I, especially when I'm out on walks as well, I kind of look up to the skies and see the huge sky that there is and then think there's a God who's looking at all of this. There's there's a God and all of his angels who can see all of this incredible creation. Um, and it, it, you do think about the devil as well and all the fallen angels. And you, especially when you're being, when they're trying to pull you away and when they're trying to get a hold of you and you have to break that off of you and say, no, I'm not going to give in to the devil's um, temptations. Yeah, I'm not going to be pulled away i'm going to stand strong in my faith and i'm going to say no to the devil you have no power over me you have no authority over me i have authority through over you through jesus and of course that's um, that's quite awesome isn't it because yeah. uh, uh it's interesting because over the years i've interviewed a number of people who have done amazing things but but they'd be the first to say that 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 they've done it because god has taken them places that mm. many of them didn't expect to go i mean younger child i don't know you pastors the largest church in where you probably heard his story you know but yeah. he was a totally atheist you know yeah. uh, uh, in korea uh, <laughs> and then god said to him one day i'd like you to build me a church mm. and young said well what size of a church and he said well a ten thousand seater church <laughs> uh, and of course this, his story uh, dream your way to success is his book but uh, it tells the story of how an atheist mm. uh, through the testimony of a, of a young christian nurse who <laughs> kept on and he was swearing her out the place you know and eventually god healed him and then he did build that ten thousand seat of church yeah. joe if you and i were to go there today mm. ten thousand isn't big enough <laughs> the church is over a million people wow. you know and yeah. and ten thousand come ten thousand go and it's just an amazing story but that's only one 
story, you know, in, in uh, I, I think in everybody's lives, it doesn't have to be the hugely spectacular, but there is that wonderful thing that God can do far more. The Bible says it, doesn't it, mm. than we can ever ask or think or imagine. Yeah. And you, 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 young as you are, you, <laughs> you, you understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God's ways are way bigger than mine. God's knowledge is obviously hugely bigger than mine. Um, and when God opens your eyes to something um, that you haven't even thought about. It's incredible. Now, your next song um, uh, is an interesting title, uh, Don't Give Up Now. Yeah. Now, I suppose the, 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 you know, the, the, the challenge to give up, because we all go through really tough times. Yeah. Uh, and I guess for all of us, there is, there is that thing of, you know, what's the point, whatever. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind you writing this? Well, there was a, there was a couple of ways of looking at this song. Um, number one is for... People who are Christians and they're trying to, the devil is trying to get hold of them, pull them away, distract them, distract their mind. And it's saying, don't give up. You're, you're with Jesus. You've got Jesus on your side. Don't give up. Don't give in. Um, and it's also for the people, anybody really, who's suffering. Because this was in COVID when we were all locked in our houses and it was really depressing, really. And mental health was really on a rise. And it was for people who were struggling with that mental capacity, uh, mental side of things um, in lockdown. And it was written to encourage and to say, hey, don't give up. No matter where you are in life, don't give up. Um, you're, you're better and you're stronger than this. So don't give up. Than you 
rain and gold I wanna help you through I want you to find the truth Well, my very special guest is Joe Petrowskis, who, among many other things, is a worship leader, singer, songwriter, writes many of his own songs. And uh, shortly in September, he's going to train for uh, for Christian service, mm. uh, when, which you think may lead possibly to the pastor, yeah. though yeah. that <laughs> remains to be seen. But yeah. anyway, exciting mm. journey. But Joe, you had your first <laughs> preaching experience. Uh, yeah. So does somebody pop along and say, Joe, just the thing for you. <laughs> Well, uh, my my dad gave me the opportunity to preach uh, a couple of Sundays ago. Um, he gave me lots of warning in advance, uh, time to prepare for it, time to seek God about it. Has it been broadcast on the radio yet? Because yeah. obviously your services are broadcast. Yeah, on it was broadcast last Sunday, I think. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been last Sunday. So, yeah. one thing for dad to ask, what was going through <laughs> son's mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh it was very, very nerve-wracking at first because obviously um, leading worship is very different to preaching on stage, stage-wise. You put a microphone in front of me and ask me to sing, yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, put a microphone in front of me and ask me to speak, completely different story, in front of 70, 60 people, yeah. <laughs> so um, so did you... Did- were you told the subject matter, or was no, that no? No, as uh, my dad said, preach on whatever you feel God's telling you to preach about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. And what did you decide on? Uh, that was living a life led by Jesus, or living a life for Jesus. Yeah. So obviously, uh, part of that is all the preparation stuff. Did was did you enjoy that? Yeah, I, I did. Um, it was um, obviously I, I have I study the Bible on my own, and I I spend time in the Word, but it was different. <laughs> being able to um, spend time with God in this way, um, especially specifically listening listening out for what he has to say to you um, to speak out to the congregation for this week. Um, yeah. Excuse me, coughing. <laughs> so the big day comes. Yeah. You step up to the mic. <laughs> what was it like? Well, uh, I think the first thing, the very first thing that I said was... Uh, well, it's very nerve-wracking up here, isn't it? <laughs> That's the very first thing that I said. And everybody said, oh, yes. <laughs> and, of course, you could say to them in response, well, come and try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it was nerve-wracking, but uh, there was a sense of peace through that. And God really stilled me um, within the first five minutes. God stilled me and put my mind back to focus on what he was telling me to say. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, that's a good example, isn't it, of what we were talking about 
a little bit earlier on, mm. stepping out of your comfort zone yeah. and doing something that you've never actually done yeah. before. Would you want to do it again? Absolutely. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. So oh. um, so I, it's, it's really good to step out outside of your comfort zone. Um, and I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it massively. Um, I really felt God with me in that moment when I was speaking to people. Um, I felt like um, after the response from people, um, I felt like what God had to say through me was actually God. Um, and he really used that opportunity to speak to some people. Yeah, and that yeah. that is important, isn't it? Because uh, because it's God touching what you say, because yeah. he knows exactly what people's needs are and, and mm. what will encourage them and what they need to hear. Yeah. And then there's nothing more encouraging than people giving you that feedback. Yeah. Did you get a lot of it? Yeah, I got a lot of feedback. Um Obviously, it's taken me a while to get to the place of being able to take compliments well. <laughs> um, I still still struggle with that. Um, but it's it was very nice to have people um, come up to you and say, well done. Um, I really got what God was saying through you. Um, and the main thing is when, when people come up to you and say, oh, yeah, you did really well and everything. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. But did you actually get what God was trying to say to you through that? Um that was the main thing is that people actually realized and took in what God had to say. And that is encouraging. You know, you know the story about the the poor old pastor just after delivering his message, standing at the church and, you know, uh, one, everybody's going past. That was a wonderful message, pastor. I really enjoyed your message this morning, one after mm. the other, you know, and then yeah. this chap comes up, he says, that was the biggest load of rubbish <laughs> I ever heard in my life. I'm sure nobody said that to you. <laughs> no. Uh, and then the next, it was, just, it was very distressed, the poor old pastor, and the next mm. person, one of his elders, he said, he said, you know what that person said to me? He said, that was the, the biggest load of rubbish I ever heard in my life. And the elder the church, he said, oh, don't worry about him. He only repeats what other people say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't have that experience. No. Uh, uh, <clears throat> but again, I suppose that, and I know you, you've said that you've struggled to, to receive, you know, uh, mm. you know, uh, when people speak well of, of everything that you do, you, you know, your, your music. But of course, you know, it's been very evident through the program that that has helped you to grow and to blossom, yeah. <laughs> as, as it were. Yeah. But, but do you think it's also made you realize yourself the importance of being an encourager? Because no doubt mm. you are a mentor to other people around you. Mm. Yeah. Yes, um, um, having encouragers in my life helps me to be an encourager, definitely. Um, I, I love to encourage people and to preach love to people and really shine God's love in dark places, uh, shine God's light in dark places. And um, yeah, so God has used encouragers to help me be an encourager. Mm. Now, obviously, here we are in another very challenging um, time mm. where, you know, we thought COVID was just getting over that and we're, we are making good progress on that front. Mm. But then all, all of a sudden, the war in Europe yeah. comes along. What was your immediate reaction to to what you were hearing on the on the news and seeing on the telly and on that sort of thing? To be honest, actually, it's probably quite contrasting to other people's reactions. My instinct reaction was not to worry, not to um, stress over it. 
um, that all my friends were getting really worried. They're like, oh, it's World War Three. I'm going to get really worried about this or the world's going to end. And I'm like... Were they actually verbalizing that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, hey, have peace over it. God is here. Um, the world will end when God wants to end it. We we don't have control over that. That's God's decision. Um, and if he wants to end it soon, so be it. Come, Jesus. <laughs> um so I just have peace over it. I'm not worried about it. Um, and same with my dad. My dad's really peaceful about it. And uh, he trusts in Jesus. And I think that's what we as Christians need to be told is that we can worry about all these things, but do we need to worry? No, we've got Jesus. And of course, the, the, we, we mentioned the, the evil one, the devil and mm. whatever, but he plays on fear, yeah. which is the total opposite to what you're saying mm. uh, 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 and and whatever yeah. so, so how have you when people talk to you about oh world war three or whatever <laughs> you know they blow it up to whatever it's not you know that sort of thing mm. but but how have you have you been able to calmly so you know help them yeah i've uh christians especially i've got some really close friends to me who were really worried and stressed about it and even even though they've got a really strong relationship with Jesus, they had fear over this. And I don't blame them. There's a lot to be worried about. There's a lot to be fearful about. But I'm like, don't choose to be. Don't choose to be worried about these things. Choose to put your trust in Jesus. What about the, the injustice side of things? Because, I mean, obviously, for, my, for myself, you know, whenever I've... And I'm, I'm talking now on both Ukraine and indeed on the Russian mm, side yeah. of this... Um, um, <clears throat> I was supposed to go to St. Petersburg actually in, in May. Wow. Uh, I won't be going there uh, now. But but one of the things I, I, I know is, and we've certainly seen it on television, that there are many, many Russian people, there are many soldiers who yeah. actually have been sent to Ukraine who really don't want to be no. there, who in no way... So they themselves are, are victims uh, yeah. as much as, I guess, the the, the people of Ukraine Yeah. Uh, itself and, uh, yeah. and uh, but as you've thought about the injustice and harm the influences of a few men mm. one in particular yeah. uh, that, that can actually hold the whole mm. world almost to ransom uh, yeah. in your praying what has that done um in my praying what has that done yeah how have, do, you, do you know how to pray <laughs> uh, do, you, do you struggle you know in terms of you know well we we're definitely called to pray for the world leaders we we are told by jesus himself to pray for the leaders um and we're called to pray for our enemies and to love our enemies and no matter how bad this gets i'm still gonna pray for putin i'm still gonna um not that i'd ever get the chance to meet him but if i ever did i would show him love and compassion you never know joe <laughs> never know <laughs> but um yeah and it's important to think about that when praying over him um to not pray for don't pray in anger pray in love and uh, yeah and of course it does set questions in all sorts of people's minds i mean people mm. i guess might listen to you, people like you and me and say you know how on earth could a god of love yeah. sit in heaven and watch what's happening and do nothing and yet it's very interesting because i was reading the account of a uh, of a ukrainian pastor mm. and he was writing about prayer uh, uh, 85% of the people in ukraine are christian mm. uh, and they um, and he said it's incredible he said we have seen missiles disappear yeah we've seen tanks run out of petrol <laughs> <laughs> there's quite an amazing 
against all this horrible threat and everything else mm. that we're saying. So he he was giving testimony to the power of prayer, but also, of course, in the in you know the, the way in which the Ukrainian people are conducting themselves as people of faith mm. is it's captured the heart of the world, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. And um, no, I mean, I've I've seen videos of. Russian um, military vans and uh, all the weaponry and stuff, they are abandoning their stuff because they realize that they're being lied to. And um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose, in a way, that you know, we talked about the gospel, but you know, mm. it brings into sharp contrast that we still live in a world which is a, a beautiful world. I mean, uh, yeah. Louis Armstrong yeah. sings <laughs> about a wonderful world, and that's absolutely. <laughs> true yeah. but of course we know that right in the midst of it here in our own country as much mm. as in in ukraine that <clears throat> that there is an evil yeah. uh, presence uh, which of course uh, we stand against yeah. uh, and we stand of course with a god who is ultimately a god of justice and mercy absolutely yeah um and it's important that we recognize that and we take we take a stand and we we put our foot down and we take authority over the evil in this world and we say no. Now, your next choice of song really reflects that from Third Day, mm, yeah. uh, Our Deliverer. <laughs> Tell us about this one, Joe. Well, it's, um, it's very encouraging because it speaks of what's to come. Um, it speaks about how it's very rev- revelational um, in the biblical sense. Um, it speaks about how Jesus is coming. And it gives us encouragement to remember Jesus is coming back. We're safe. We've got Jesus. We've won. We've already won. There's nothing to worry about. There is beauty rising from these ashes. There is a new life in these tribals. There's a a new song waiting to be sung well, I deliver us Our deliverer is coming 
Our deliverer there from a third date chosen by Joe as we draw the program uh, to close. Joe, it's been yeah. am- it's been amazing having you in thank you uh, for having uh, me. in the studio. And obviously, we wish you God's richest blessing, you know, going forward. And what I'm sure is going to be a challenging but mm. exciting uh, time yeah. uh, for you. And uh, now, your your final song uh, to take us out of the program today is is Lazarus. Of course, we were very familiar with the story of Lazarus, but tell us a bit more about this one. Yeah, so we we all often forget about who who our God is, how powerful he is. We forget that this is a God who can resurrect people. Um, And this song really um, reflects God and his strength and his power. Uh, Absolutely. And and in terms of your music, are you, as we speak, have you got something on the design? You know, the thoughts running through your head for your next, not just your next song, but your next album? Yeah, well, I've got got ideas coming into my head, but only musically at the moment. I'm still sitting on it and waiting upon the Lord and really um, seeking God about what the lyrics are to be about. Well, thank you for being my guest today. And uh, so from both Joe and myself, it's goodbye and God bless. Don't forget, as we go through this period of Lent, and in particular today on Ash Wednesday, to to pray for uh, for the people of Ukraine and indeed for the people of Russia and for those many, many leaders worldwide who are having to make very difficult decisions at this at this challenging time. But here is to take us out of the program. This is Lazarus. This is Hope FM.